Chapter Nine of Our Little Korean Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Our Little Korean Cousin by H. Lee M. Pike. Chapter Nine. A Full-Fledged Topknot. Like all Korean boys. Young Pak wore his head in two braids, and by the time he was twelve years old, these had become very long, and hung in black and glossy plates down his back. On the day that he was thirteen, his father called him to his room and told the lad that the time had come for him to assume the dignities of a man. In accordance with that statement, he had decided that on the next day his son should be formally invested with the top knot in other words the crown of his head was to be shaven and his long hair tightly coiled upon the bare place thus made this is called the investiture of the top knot and is always attended by solemn ceremonies in preparation for this event kipak had made careful and elaborate arrangements he had provided for his son new clothes and a hat after the style of his own he had also consulted an eminent astrologer who had chosen the propitious day and hour for the ceremony after due consultation of the calendar and the stars and planets in their courses generally if the father is blessed with good fortune and a number of sons he acts as his own master of ceremonies on such an occasion but as kipak had only this one son he decided to ask his brother Upomne, who had several sons and was a prosperous merchant of Seoul, to fill this important position. Young Park could hardly wait for the morrow to come. So excited was he at the thought of the great honor that was to be his, that he spent almost a sleepless night. However, like all nights, long or short, this one passed, and the wished-for hour at last arrived. All the male members of the family were present. Korean women are reckoned of little importance and take no part in social and family affairs. On this occasion, no men except relatives were asked to attend. Young Pak was directed to seat himself on the floor in the center of the room facing the east. This was the point of compass revealed by the astrologer as the most favorable to the young candidate for manly honors. With great deliberation, at much formality, Upomne proceeded to loosen the boy's heavy plates of hair. Then, with great care, while the onlookers watched with breathless interest, he shaved the crown of the lad's head, making a bare circular spot about three inches in diameter. Over this spot he twisted all the remaining hair into a coil about four inches long, pointing slightly forward like a horn. Over the top knot thus made, the master of ceremonies placed the mangoon, which was a crownless skull cap made of a very delicate stiff gauze. This was tied on very tightly, so tightly that it made a deep ridge in young Pak's forehead and gave him a severe headache. But he bore the pain heroically and without flinching, for was he not now a man? The regular Korean man's hat, with its flapping wings, was next put on, and this part of the ceremony was complete. Young Pak now rose from his position and made a deep bow to each one in the room, 
beginning with his father and then in regular order according to relationship afterward accompanied by his relatives he proceeded to the room where were placed the tablets in memory of his ancestors there he offered sacrifice before each one in turn lighted candles in brass candlesticks he placed in front of each tablet and beside the candles he put dishes of sacrificial food and fruit then as before his living relatives he bowed profoundly to the tablets of the dead ones and formally and seriously let them know that he had been regularly invested with the topknot and now had the right to be regarded as a man the sacrifice is now made young pock called at the homes of all the male friends of the family who now for the first time looked upon him as their equal and in the evening Keepock gave a great dinner in honor of his son here there was much feasting and rejoicing and all united in wishing the greatest prosperity and lifelong happiness to the little korean boy now become a man he is no longer our little korean cousin hence we leave him at this point joining heartily in the best wishes and the compliments bestowed upon him by his friends end of chapter nine end of our little korean cousin by h lee m pike